Welcome to the second season of our Triune Pod. We are still preparing you to praise. Join me, the Reverend Nick Comiskey, and the Reverend Bendy Hart for a conversation about low-key theology, lived experience, and often unrelated pop culture as we break down one of the Psalms. We hope it's an inspiring, maybe a bit irreverent, but mostly helpful way to get you ready for some God time. Nick, couple days before Christmas, you got your Christmas list in? Uh, yeah. Well, uh, I got. I think I already got my big Christmas gift. Um, joining the um, the mindless horde on Peloton. Uh, you know, just getting motivational speech. I I, I got to start writing some of the stuff down that they tell you. Like, oh, well, okay. I actually have one from last night. I was writing it last night. She was like, I don't know who it was, but she's like, listen, no one is ever going to love you more than yourself. <laughs> that, that was the. <laughs> I'm like, yes, daddy. Yes, mommy. Yes. Yeah. Do you so have got, favorite trainers yet or? No, no. Um, okay. I don't, I hope I never will, but uh, TBD. Oh, it's yeah. going to happen. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite for the record, everyone is Tune Day. She will kick your butt and, uh, and you'll like it. You won't like it in the moment, but you'll like it afterward. So I'm so glad that Nick has joined us in this uh, Peloton adventure. You're kind of on the late end of this, but uh, I mean, with uh, with new variants on the horizon, et cetera, we might be indoors yeah. a whole lot longer. Once that, yeah, once the Zeta variant is ravaging our republic, I will uh, I will be definitely glad I got a Peloton. Yeah, and then the good Lord will come, and all will be well. So uh, I mean, it's almost Christmas. It's uh, you know, all of us Advent police, we're kind of a uh, we've been worn down. Uh, so it's still you've been, you've been defunded. Yeah, that's right. We've been defunded. That's right. That's right. But uh, yeah, talk about some Christmas memories, Nick. What's uh, what's one of your favorite memories of Christmas past? My um, family would spend Christmas Eve with my dad's parents, uh, my grandparents, my great grandparents. Very like, like quintessential greatest generation. Came to California after the war. Community college professors, very progressive, like in a good way. Um, and so they were a like, huge garage. Uh, what do you call it? Garage sale. Is that the way we call it in the East Coast? Garage sales? Yeah, garage sale, yard sale. Yeah, yard sale. Okay. So the, every Saturday, they we'd go, I would have tons of members of doing that. And my grandparents were very generous. They were terrible gift givers. So what, what happened every Christmas Eve is my grandparents would get us, like each of me and my three siblings, like nine or 10 yard sale trinkets. And we would just take turns for hours, like opening like cool keychain, Nana, I'm seven years old, you know, or like cool pair of shoes from like another country, I think, you know, just like random stuff like that. But then what would happen is my grandparents would give my parents like a hundred bucks for each of us. And then we would get a big gift at the very, very end. So we would just have to wait for 90 minutes through this interminable gift exchange of garage sale crap. And then we would get the big gift at the end and we knew it was coming, you know? And so one year it was like at the very, very end and we were just, you know, whatever, whatever. And my, my parents were very, very strict uh, when I was a young gun kid about video games. So we never had a console or anything. And so we get to our final gift and it's like a box and we like picked up the box and there was like something like broken, like something like, or like, oh man, what is this? What are you? And me and my younger brother opened the box and it was a PlayStation, like the original PlayStation. And my oh, yeah. younger brother, who was like, he got younger, you know, he's like six or five. 
just started screaming and jumping up and down because we got a PlayStation. It was a, uh, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. I, yeah, I know I was never actually that into it. Like aside from Crash Bandicoot, I don't even remember playing it that much, but it was such a fun, fun moment. So that's mine. That's awesome. That's, I mean, it's too bad we didn't have YouTube back then because then we'd forever have Sam Kamiski. <laughs> I got a kid. PlayStation. <laughs> I got a PlayStation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So mine actually is about the same thing. It's about a console. And I remember I was really into <laughs> Super are, Nintendo. <laughs> There's some like Fight Club quote here about we are just like, we are that generation of, of kids raised without parents, raised on video games. Yeah. Totally. Totally. So I mean, I, so I was allowed to play the consoles. I, Super Nintendo was probably my favorite. Super Mario World, favorite game. Um, but later on, the, it was this is when the Nintendo sixty four came out, and my grandfather was just super generous. He would get us whenever we wanted. But my parents were pulling a Comiskey parent card, and they were like, "Well, you guys play a lot of video games. I don't know if you should get the newest system because you're going to spend all your time on the TV." And so they were pretty firm about that. And I just remember leading up to Christmas Day, knowing my cousins asked for the same exact thing and were going to get it. And so, I mean, this is a, a real example of what a piece of work I am and how much the Lord has had to do and still has to do in my heart. But I remember getting to a point where I was so angry with my parents that I like kind of wanted to stay bitter. I was kinda, I was just like, I hope they don't get me this system so I can just feel righteous and be like you guys suck um turns out uh you know my dad was you know playing the whole time and we ended up getting the nintendo 64 and thanks be to god because i mean 007 golden eye uh, not crash bandicoot banjo kazooie i loved that game oh yeah I remember but um that, yeah. yeah i love the system love those games but it really was like uh a weird thing. And I noticed it in the moment, like, why am I getting joy from the possibility of being bitter at my parents for not letting me get something? So a mixture of like best of all possible worlds and also been chief of sinners. Yeah. So fair enough, there fair you enough. go. All right. Well, <laughs> with that aside, Merry Christmas. <laughs> and uh, we're going to read from Psalm 96, which is a Psalm oftentimes read either on Christmas Eve or Christmas day. And it goes like this. Sing to the Lord, a new song. Sing to the Lord, all the whole earth. Sing to the Lord and bless his name. Proclaim the good news of his salvation from day to day. Declare his glory among the nations and his wonders among the peoples. For great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. He is more to be feared than all gods. As for all the gods of the nations, they are but idols. But it is the Lord who made the heavens. Oh, the majesty and magnificence of his presence. Oh, the power and the splendor of his sanctuary. Ascribe to the Lord, you families of the peoples. Ascribe to the Lord honor and power. Ascribe to the Lord the honor due his name. Bring offerings and come into his courts. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Let the whole earth tremble before him. Tell it out among the nations, the Lord is king. He has made the world so firm that it cannot be moved. He will judge the peoples with equity. Let the heavens rejoice and let the earth be glad. Let the sea thunder and all that is in it. Let the field be joyful and all that is therein. Then shall all the trees of the wood shout for joy before the Lord when he comes, when he comes to judge the earth. He will judge the world with righteousness and the peoples with his truth. Powerful psalm. Nick, what do you what do you do with that? Yeah, what do I do with the 
the avalanche of imperatives that strike us in the first few verses. Sing, sing, proclaim, declare. Uh, the first, you know, I think the first thing to underline, double click on, whatever your metaphor of choice is, is the, uh, the notion of the new song. Uh, we say in verse one, sing to the Lord a new song. And I, I was thinking about that this today, uh, and I started just doing some Googling, <laughs> frankly, around because um, that phrase, I knew I knew that phrase, a new song. And it turns out there's a number of Psalms, Psalm 98, Psalm 149, uh, Psalm 144, Isaiah 42, that theme of a new song where we are commanded as the people of God to sing to the Lord, not an old song, but a new song. And um, what my exhaustive research yielded was the, uh, the sense that when God a, when there is a fresh unveiling of God's grace or a fresh deliverance or a, a fresh, a fresh expression of God's victory over sin and death, there is oftentimes a command that follows our in, invitation to say, to sing to the Lord, a new song. And um, to situate this Psalm in the lectionary, you know, what we are, what we are celebrating if you're on Christmas Eve or on Christmas day is this new thing that God has done in Jesus Christ, this unexpected thing, this surprising thing. And, um, there's a lot of ways. Can I, can I, can I workshop my Christmas Eve homily with you for a second live on the pod? For all our listeners. Yeah. Shut your ears. Um, listeners. <laughs> yeah. I mean, maybe if, if this doesn't go well, then it will not be a feature <laughs> of the, uh, yeah. So I'm trying to yeah, get thumbs at, down, thumbs up this yeah. listeners from Raleigh. It's, it is hard when you're, you preach on Luke two every year to draw something fresh um, out of it. But I've been thinking about the, um, the idea of a, the census, you know, the, the orchestrating event behind the, the journey of the Holy family to Bethlehem was the census. And um, as we know, students of the Hebrew Bible know uh, that, that has a as a loaded idea. You know, David in First Chronicles twenty or something like that does a census for the people of Israel, and God judges him immediately <laughs> for counting his people. And you think, like, why is that such a big deal to do a census? And I think, you know, I think what commentators will tell you is like you counted people to tax them and to send them to war. You know, it was this quantification of the nation where God told Abraham, you know, your descendant shall be like the, you know, as numerous as the sand on the sea or stars in the sky. And so this quantification, this sense of counting this like control power empire thing was a, 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 it belied God's promise of, of, of the nation people. And so that Jesus was born in Bethlehem because a census was going on that like that feels pregnant in some way. Right. And, but the fact that Jesus, you know, was unable to find a room in the home of Joseph's ancestors or extended family, because it was so crowded because of the census. It, in some ways, I, I don't know exactly how to make this connection, but it, in some ways it underlines, underlines that what God is doing in Jesus Christ is a new thing. It's not like the old thing of empire and war and taxation and, and nation. It is this new thing that's taking place outside of that domain, right? And so what we are said to do in Psalm 96 is to, is to celebrate this new thing that God is doing. It's not like the old way. Uh, it's like not right-handed power to return to a theme from a previous episode. It's left-handed power. It's, it's a new thing. What do you think? Is that going to work? Is that going to preach? Yeah, yeah, well, we'll see. We'll see. Rally people, you tell us. Um, <laughs> I feel like I feel like that was a no, but thank you. <laughs> no. no, that's great. And no, but well, where what you said connected to what I was thinking was 
this is one of those psalms that seems to be directed not necessarily to the people of Israel, but to the world out there, which is kind of, you know, connected to the, um, the, the mission of Christ, right? Not just for Israel, but for the entire world. And there does seem to be this kind of, um, um, you know, the, the purpose of proclaiming that the Lord reigns, which is said over and over, is to turn the people out there away from their false God to this true God, God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and what that means, what that rain means, and I'm, I'm stealing from a commentator here, it means stability for the world and equity for its peoples. And kind of what you were saying right there. Censuses are oftentimes taken to prepare for war. You've got your numbers, maybe to tax people a little bit more than they can be taxed. But where our Lord is a good God, and it's good news that he reigns as opposed to these other gods and other lords, is that he is bringing about stability. He is bringing equity to God's people, um, which seems yeah. pretty good news. Yeah, I mean, and what God is doing in Jesus Christ to set the world to right is it's taking place in a different world than the world of empires and nations and, and census, censuses. How do you say census plural? Um, sensei? Sensei, yeah. It's <laughs> outside the world of the sensei. Uh, and uh, yeah, so I think, you know, what we are giving voice to in our worship, you know, through all the great carols that we sing on Christmas Eve is this new thing. It's not, it's not what we expected. It's not what we would ever envisioned. It's even too surprising and gracious to even to be what we would have hoped for. It's a mm. qualitatively new thing. It's the incursion of God in our broken sin dominated world. So we say, wow, that the old songs will not cut it. I have to sing mm -hmm. a new song in light of what God has unveiled in Jesus Christ. Um, yeah. yeah. See now you're a like, new song. Like, yeah, you're into it. It brings that about like, uh, you know, like it's almost like a euphoria. Yeah. Um, in this proclamation to the nations of how awesome it is. Oh, totally. Yeah. The Lord saves, you know, that's verse two. Um, the good news and the Lord creates, you know, uh, as for all the gods of the nations, verse five, they are but idols. It is the Lord who made the heavens. Um, yeah, I think the second point of connection and kind of, again, it is an, under this theme of newness is what we get in verse six. Oh, the majesty and magnificence of his presence, the power and splendor of his sanctuary. And then a very famous verse for Folks in the Episcopal Anglican world, verse nine, worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. And what those words obviously evoke is grandeur and scale, magnificence, majesty. Um, but the counterintuitive thing, of course, is that we're actually talking about is a baby, right? And whose throne is a feeding trough, you know? So it, again, it's just this new thing. It's like God saves us in humility and the... Yeah. The hands of God's judgment are the fists of an infant. You know, it's just a very shocking, unexpected, bursting old wineskins upside down. Like what? The magnificence of God's presence, the majesty, the splendor of his sanctuary is, you know, where the animals live. Like, you know, it's just, it's so bizarre. It's no, so good. weird. It, it has to be true. You know, like no one would have ever thought of it like that, you know? And yeah. I just... It's just, you know, it's very easy to, in, in the worlds in which we are like, all right, now the psalm, it kind of comes between the two readings, you know, you're just kind of waiting to get through, but it's like, well, think about what we're saying on Christmas Eve, the majesty and magnificence of his presence, stable, the power and splendor of his sanctuary, 
with the cows sleep and poop. It's like, that is worship the Lord and the beauty of holiness. Like, you know, it's a trope, but it's true. Like most newborn babies look like aliens. Like they're not cute. You know, there's like body fluids and like, it's just weird. You know, it's not like it's messy. Um, so stop gramming it people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, you would never actually gram like you yeah. know, labor. It's like, you know, it's a good, that content would get, uh, you would get revoked. Yeah, clean that thing up. Whatever it's called. <laughs> yeah. There's no filter that can get through the placenta. Sorry. I should say that, you know, but like it's, yeah. So yeah, I don't, yeah just underlines like what we're yeah. actually celebrating is so shocking and it's so outside the bounds of traditional religious or political or military you know discourse it's like it's a baby that is born in a guest room because the main room was filled it's you know it's shocking yeah i just following in your thought right in verse seven and eight ascribe to the lord you families of the peoples ascribe to the lord the honor do his name it kind of remind, reminds me of that Christmas hymn where it goes, you know, fall on your knees. And who are we singing this like fall on your knees at the in the manger? Yeah, at the baby. Uh, at yeah. the baby, the helpless baby who mm. is the one who reigns. And yeah, brings about equity, brings, you know, just uh, stability to this broken cosmos. And yeah. as you said, the most unlikely of ways. Yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's the um, children of men scene, right? You know, when, when uh, children of men is a PD James novel mm-hmm. that turned into a pretty so rad, you know, Clive Owen, <laughs> Julianne Moore, it's a great cast. And it's, a, it's a, envisions a world where no one can have any kids anymore. And so, of course, the planet faces extinction and everything falls apart. And, but there is a baby that is born and there's this one scene that has been used in a lot of, I've used it several times in sermon illustrations. There's this gunfight, you know, in the gray drab, like post-apocalyptic Britain. And, uh, and Clive Owen runs with this baby out into the middle of this gunfight and, you know, war ceases, you know, all this, all the, you know, the shots cease to fire and the baby quiets this like, you know, rifle fight. And it's such a powerful picture of how a child shall lead them. You know, how this new thing that God is doing creates peace, you know, not just the absence of conflict, but equity is, um, and, you know, yeah. So what we really should have done for Unrelated was to say, what's your favorite Christmas carol? Do you have that off the top of your head? Uh, Okay, no, you're ready. I was going to give you a little time. It kind of changes. I Honestly, I feel like I'll have one for two or three years and then it goes. Um, I really like A Little Child of Bethlehem, actually. Oh, yeah, Phyllis Brooks. Yeah, Philip Brooks, man, Episcopalian. Yeah, there's um, there's this like Bright Eyes Christmas album, uh, that is like fine, you know, it's like any other Christmas album. They just sing Christmas songs and you know print money. But the uh, rendition of A Little Town of Bethlehem is like very Connor Oberste, and it's just a soft spot in my heart for that quivering voice, man. Uh, yeah, it's good. How's it go? The hopes and fears of all the years I met in thee tonight. Uh, it's good. The last couple of years, I think you're right. But- it's you have a song or a carol for a couple of years but um oh come all ye faithful man i just i kind of have been weeping listening mm-hmm. to that mm-hmm. and especially the way camel the music director here at calvary st george does it but man matt king cole man his that, those christmas albums are just <laughs> phenomenal so you, it's like you can't pick the best one they're yeah. all great yeah i mean the best christmas song ever is uh is by the pogues you know you know that song i'm talking about no i don't do you know the Pogues? You know who the Pogues are? I do know the Pogues, but it's I can't like think an, of the song. It's like an Irish punk band. Uh, we, did like, Lucy. We, we did Lucy. We did it. Oh, yeah. Lucy. What's going on? 
sleep. You promised me Broadway was waiting for me. We did a song. Uh, well, it doesn't matter. The song is called Fairytale of New York. It's uh, there's actually some like very language that would not fly in 2021. Let's put it that way. But it's an incredible song. All right, I got one more thing. Um, verse, okay. Oh wow! Verse, yeah, bonus coming, episode. Coming in hot, Love man. it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I spent 30 minutes prepping, man. I got a lot of a lot of content. Um, it's verse of uh, it's verse seven. Ascribe to the Lord, you families of the peoples, and that it's that phrase, families of the peoples or families of the nations. And uh, it's what that, to me, what that verse is, is pointing to is, is not just the kind of absence of conflict or the peace or the equity, but it's the way that the Lord, the, the Christ child will make out of divided peoples, families, you know, it's, it's a picture of a world united in their worship of the King of the new thing that God has done. And as Christians um, on Christmas Eve, we are saying this child whose birth we celebrate tonight is not only going to judge the world with equity and bring all evil and darkness to naught, but he will unite all the peoples of the earth under his banner of peace. You know, the divided peoples will become the families of the, of the nations. And it's just, yeah, it's a beautiful promise. Yeah. So friends, you know what, this Christmas, lay down your arms, lay down your idols, and uh, just approach the helpless babe, the king who wants our good. is going to bring about equity. Hallelujah. Amen. Sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord, all the whole earth. Sing to the Lord and bless his name. Proclaim the good news of his salvation from day to day. Declare his glory among the nations and his wonders among all peoples. For great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. He is more to be feared than all gods. As for all the gods of the nations, they are but idols. But it is the Lord who made the heavens. Oh, the majesty and magnificence of his presence. Oh, the power and splendor of his sanctuary. Ascribe to the Lord, you families of the peoples. Ascribe to the Lord honor and power. Ascribe to the Lord the honor due his name. Bring offerings and come into his courts. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Let the whole earth tremble before him. Merry Christmas. How about that episode of Our Trying Pod? Now that you've been prepped for praise, won't you do us a solid and subscribe and review? We promise to keep the outlandish illustrations coming. So be sure to join us for another episode of your absolute favorite podcast.